Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one. Yeah. Bring this podcast. I'm your one host. Only number one. Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji, the electric, Esmoji. Right. And John. Yeah. Ella Fitzgerald? Sheeran? I, I ran out of crooners. I don't remember crooners, so I'm going to do croonettes. But, okay, guys. Introduction, yeah. first oh, yeah. and foremost. As you know, to, pr- to get this show on the air, we have to promote Courtney's enterprise, Brinks.tv. It takes a lot of compromises to get this show on the air. You can including, go to... Including dignity. You can go to Brinks.tv right now. We are, th- we are live right there, but there's a lot of other features. And it is in 3D. And get oh. this in IMAX, which means wow. if you look up at the ceiling while you're watching the show, you would see us on your ceiling as well. I don't know how they wow. do that, Courtney. Is that true? That seems like another daddyism. That's a daddyism. But yeah. he got oh, but- it half right, so we're we're already better than last week. Okay. Yeah, but okay, Courtney. No, really, I want to talk about Brings TV. It's a great network. It's not just us. They have other shows. Hold on. Let me get this. I want to get it right. Hold on. You never get it right. Okay. So they have a show called Alternative Acts. No. And it is hosted by James Woods. And he reenacts scenes from movies that had problematic themes. No. Like, hold on. No. Blackfish. Like the movie Blackfish, he took out, he, he redid all the scenes with the trainers, and now they are just petting the fish. Why do you do this? And doing video cards with their families. Why do you do this? They, you know that's something I care about. You know I spent my whole life fighting for orcas and dolphins. Why would you do that? All right, all right. No, but we are going to, okay, look, there really is the Ray Lewis show. That is a real show, right, Courtney, right? Doesn't sound as interesting. No. It, it's not as interesting, but they have the Ray Lewis show. And it is about, hold on, exchanging pleasantries, sharing recipes, and the championship mentality. And they have some fantastic guests. And I want to pull up the the list of guests they just had. So just this past week, they had Greta Thunderbird. Are you talking about my hero? Yeah, which I know that obviously Hoji is very happy about. But she was on because she's the champion of global warming. No, not global I find warming. very she's impressive. She's an advocate of, no. She's an environmentalist yeah. and an advocate of stopping. Yeah, they also warming. say the champion. She's the champion, which no. I think that means with the new infrastructure deal, she has invested wisely in coal mm. and, and bridges and all no, that kind of stuff. the exact opposite of Greta Thornburg's message, and you have missed the boat on that, young man. 
but they do have, look, they do have Michael Strahan, Jack Del Rio, and Bill the Bulldog Cower were all real guests on the real Ray Lewis show. Okay. Right. I had no idea now, his nickname was Bulldog. He looks like a bulldog. It works. Kind of. But, I mean, look, here's the thing. I think the Ray Lewis show is great, and they have a lot of great guests. But I guess it's a little... I don't see, want to see, say... This is where reading would help. The ability yeah. to read. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say it's insulting. No, that's not the word. Or, inf- or offensive. But I guess it's appalling, Courtney, that we haven't been on the show yet. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Which, but I'm sure they're going to get it figured out, that we will be on the Ray Lewis show. We're waiting for the time when Ray needs to complete his community service. Gotcha. That's a good one. Gotcha. That's a zinger. Okay. So look, let us move on to the bye week, please. Bye-bye, bye week. Hello. And, time to breathe yeah. and visualize. So, so we had CJ Uzama. He said yeah. that he used the bye week to remember how to breathe and to visualize and to eat and regain function in a lot of his different body parts after that terrible loss against the Cleveland Browns. So, what I, do you think? Yeah. I think that's like just compared into a vegetable. I've been, I've been talking about bringing meditation to Bengals practice. I want yeah. to include yoga. I want right. to include some other... Uh, like like acupuncture treatments, right? As, well as going gluten free and vegan, and I'm thinking this would be a top team if they just listen to me. Yeah, but what did you, so? What did you guys do to get ready for the show over the bye week? Well, I did the old Hoji route and did absolutely nothing. Well, okay. I usually visualize myself getting through this show before I come on this show. Right. And yeah, it works, but. <laughs> Really, I am. I'll be honest with you, Daddy. I please have when the fact that the Bengals were not playing this this week was good for my heart. Because I tell you what, man, this is the game. This game with the Raiders. This is the game. Yeah. If we lose this game, I think a big part of the fan base loses hope. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, I would tell you. And if we win this game, yeah, I think we regain a lot of hope. It's a big game. It is. And so I've been prepping for that, taking some extra magnesium. And just, you know, trying to get the heart down and, 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 yeah. and calm. Well, I will say this. Our guest is, oh, yeah. uh, unlike the rest of this show, is a professional. He's the real deal. He, he's the real deal. He has Open worked native. for... He has worked for every network. Real news. Fake news. Oh, I mean, wait, CNN. Wait, fake news? Fox News. Oh, everything. CNN yeah. is real news. I didn't say which was which, Waji. See, you're trying to, again, you're trying to divide this country. That is what you do. Look, he, he also was for the NFL Network. And he is a field producer. And I'm not the one he who used now, to call MSNBC, MNMBC. You didn't even know what it was called. You used to call it M&Ms, M&Ms BC. You didn't even know what it was called. Uh, okay, but they had a lot of different colors. Do you remember when they first came out? It was it was the most colorful network, yeah. And and the, yeah, I mean that is what I, I thought M M&M and M means colorful. Initially, it's the red. But you know, I will say this: we have brought on this man to break it down for us and talk about this very important matchup. Oh yeah. And he is the host of the Believe in the Raiders podcast 
which he's been doing for about a year and a half. So welcome to Mr. Dennis Ackerman. Oh yeah, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me on. I'm glad to be here. It's an honor. Thank you. And uh, Courtney, yes, there we go. You can follow Dennis. There is his Twitter handle. Go and follow him. And uh, Dennis, look, what, what is going on with, what is, what is your take on this matchup? That is my first question. Well, it's not going very well for the Raiders right now. I can tell you that. On Sunday night, they had everything set up for them to take over first place. The Chargers and Broncos both lost earlier in the day. They're playing their rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Sunday night football. Everybody's watching, and what happens? They get out-coached. They get out-schemed. They get outplayed. They get outclassed. And they lose 41 to 14 on Sunday night football. Absolutely Ouch. embarrassing performance. And now they find themselves in third place, looking up at the Chargers and the Chiefs, who are now in first place. And the Raiders have lost two in a row. And now they find themselves five and four. Well, you know, I watched yeah, that game, Dennis. And I will tell you, early on, it did seem like the Raiders were holding it together. And I, I, that, that Derek Carr, I've always been a fan of his. You can ask the boys. I have, I say, I, even when people were, 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 were down in the dumps on Derek Carr, I said, no, this guy's elite. He's special. I said that from the beginning, and I still believe it. And he looked like it. Why did that slip away? What's wrong we, with this? We're going, that's our next segment, Oji. Oh, okay. We're getting okay. ahead of things. Yeah. <laughs> about why it's the way about Derek Carr. Yeah. But I, will, I just want to ask Mr. Ackerman this. You know, I saw you actually on the Eagles podcast, I think a week or two ago, a couple of sure. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. And uh, and you were talking about the head coach. I can't, the, the interim coach, I can't remember his yes. name. I have it I have it here. You want me to tell it to you or you want to read it? No, or? no, I have my notes. I it's, definitely it's, want okay. to hear when him. He reads his stuff, there's always a he's reading stuff. So I, all I know about him is that his name is Rich Bysakia. And what that tells me, just from my understanding of the English language, is that he's a bold, daring individual who's not afraid to take risks. Because Rich is in his name? No, Rich Baisakia. And... Why does, what, does, what does that mean? Why does Baisakia have to do with anything? I, 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 it's, just, it's just my understanding of it. He is rich in the Baisakia region. I don't know what it means, but... Oh, I see. Do you, you're saying the Baisakia are too... You're, you're, is, this, is this some sort of innuendo? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't make the name. I didn't choose is, the what name. What does it mean? What, how are you interpreting his name? <laughs> Look. What is the bisac? Can we just can we just be professionals here, please, Hoji? You're saying look. he's rich in the bisac region. Okay. Here's the we thing. We don't understand. We don't. Understand. I need you to. Let's go, let us go to Raiders of the Lost Spark, Courtney. Please. This show is getting derailed again. And and what what we want to know is is okay. So when the the team kind of fell apart in prime time. Do you think? Do you think you said you were out coached? And I know Gruden wasn't necessarily a top coach, but do you think that Bisakia maybe, maybe that you know David Carr has kind of or Derek Carr has lost some of that spark that he had that MVP spark? Well, I'm going to start off with this. It's Rich Bisakia. There Rich you go. That sounds Bisaccia. so much more luxuri luxurious. Wow. Yeah. Finally, some class on this show. Finally, some literacy on this show. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. So, look, the 
first, uh, you know, five, seven games or so, the Raiders did a great job. They took care of the football. They only turned it over five times. And then the last two games, they've turned it over five times alone. And, you know, Derek Carr has turned it over four times himself. He threw a pick six against the Giants. He threw another interception against KC. And these last two weeks, I kind of felt like this is how they were going to play after John Gruden resigned and then after the horrific uh, incident off the field uh, with Henry Ruggs. And then Damon Arnett, they released him, uh, one of their former first-round picks. He was... Uh, made an Instagram video or some kind of TikTok video of him brandishing a weapon and threatening someone. So all this off-the-field stuff that has been going on with this organization, I feel like it's con- finally caught up with them. Um, and so the way they played the last two weeks is how I thought they played the previous two weeks. So right now they're in a tailspin. I don't know if they know really know who they are. Um, unfortunately for Raider fans, we've seen this uh, storyline before. Two years ago, they start out uh, six and four. They finished seven and nine last year. They start six and three. They finish eight and eight. So I don't really know where this team is going. What? But the interesting thing about the NFL, it's so week to week. So look, if they can beat the Bengals, if they can get their act together and win on Sunday, they're six and four and they're right back in the thing, thick of things. So who well, knows? I, I tell you what, I like the outcoached uh, thesis that you that you that you mentioned. Because we had the case of a pick six that really changed the momentum against our team when we were playing the Browns. But I want to push back a little bit on the coaching issue because you tell me something, you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like John Gruden never really believed in Derek Carr. I believe there was tension there. And I I wonder, I wonder if Derek isn't happier now than he was before. What do you think? Uh, Hoagie or Hoagie, right? Hoagie. You can call me whatever yeah, you okay. want. Just don't call me late yeah. for dinner. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to disagree with you because under John Gruden, Derek Carr played his best football ever. Over the last uh, couple of years, he had thrown for over 4,000 yards. Uh, last year, he threw for over 26 touchdowns and just under seven interceptions. So he had put up some wonderful numbers under John Gruden. He really had it. And to start off the season – I believe four out of his first five games, he had thrown for over 300 yards. He was at one time, he was second in the NFL in passing yards just behind Tom Brady. So Derek was playing very well. Now he's kind of laid an egg the last couple of weeks, but until the last few weeks, I would say he was one of the top seven, eight quarterbacks in the NFL, the way he was playing. Now, I don't know if he's still there uh, based on his performance the last couple of weeks, but Derek had grown quite a bit uh, under John Gruden's tutelage. Yeah, and Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, but but, no, but Dennis, wasn't one of the reasons he even came to Oakland at the time, Derek Carr? Like, he he wanted the uh, quarterback in place that he believed in. No, he didn't believe in Derek. Well, I think he did believe in Derek. My understanding was that there was always friction between the two. Okay, well, if you go back to John Gruden when he first got the Raiders head coaching job way back in 1998, he had a quarterback by the name of Rich Gannon. Right. And those two constantly butted heads on the sideline. But Gannon had the best years of his career under John Gruden. Now, yeah. when, I, when Gruden went to Tampa Bay, it seemed like it was a revolving door there at quarterbacks. So he won the Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. We don't have to really get into that because they beat okay. my Raiders. But a- anyways, look, at Gruden's always going to – had the reputation of headbutting with quarterbacks, but he also That's got true. the best out of them. He really maybe, did. Maybe it's yeah. part of the game. Maybe it's yeah. the mind games because he is kind of a quarterback whisperer. I give well, you that. Dennis, you're saying that, you know, basically they are going through a rough time. They've kind of lost their identity. And and John, 
I mean, the Bengals have a history of, you know, being the bounce back game for teams. You know, we saw it with the Browns just last week. We've seen it so many times, or a couple of weeks ago. We've seen it so many times in our decades of following the well, team. Well, I, John, I, may I, no, no, before John, may I just say, we were also the bounce down team for the Ravens. No, that's, they were on. They were going moving on up a, because they they met us. That was a free game, John. Well, John. the thing with Derek Carr is that for as much criticism as he gets, in, including criticism from yours truly, and despite the perception of him, I was looking at everything that was happening with the Raiders, with Gruden and with Henry Ruggs, and I'm like, how is this team still five and three before last week? And the, the resounding response to that was because Derek Carr was playing really good, which just tells you how valuable just having a quarterback is, despite all of the controversy and your and your head coach resigning for a huge scandal and your star first-round receiver incidentally murdering someone by, by driving 150 miles down the road and everything that is distracting the team. As long as you have a quarterback that can compete every single week, you have a chance. But as Dennis alluded to, that hasn't been the case the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but I, I mean, I saw, you know, I saw Derek Carr's reaction to those things and he was, his heart was broken. So, I mean, it's not just a distraction. He's a very sensitive, tender-hearted guy. Yeah. And, and I think maybe he'll just, maybe it'll take him a couple of weeks and then he'll, you know, shake it off and be back to the same Derek Carr. It's not about Derek Carr, I don't think. I, I think there's no. a lot more going on with the Raiders than just Derek yeah. Carr. Derek Carr, Derek Carr was still, I think, doing, I mean, yeah, he was being read. And I think there wasn't enough changing. They, they, they weren't innovative enough in changing their approach when things didn't go their way against the Chiefs. But I, I'd like Dennis to talk about other things because we really yeah. like to understand. Well, let us, more, yeah, let more, us move on yeah. to along the lines because, Dennis, we are very scared of Blitzky your... maybe one more time. We're afraid of your pass rushers. Yeah. Yannick yeah. Ngakwe yes. and Max Crosby. Yes. Who oh, wow. have a combined... 92 pressures and what that means is and they didn't blitz patrick mahomes very much not enough but they but they still got to him yeah what that means is that it's very bad for us because our quarterback is excellent against the blitz and when you don't blitz him that means you're getting pressure with your you know front four and we're in trouble so so it's a very bad matchup for us yeah and i Obviously, I want I want John because he is the expert on the lines. I want him to chime in. Well, <laughs> I'll I'll give you a little secret how to beat the Raiders uh, right now. If the Bengals are on offense, you mentioned the great pass rush with Max Crosby, who's one of the best edge rushers uh, in the NFL. Yannick Ngakwe was a big free agent signing for the Raiders in the offseason. They have been wonderful. They really have. But the way to beat the Raiders is to run the football. They are in the bottom 10 against the run. And if you can run the ball against them, then you can set up the play-action pass, and that should open up things for the Bengal wide receivers. I know they got a very good passing game. Jamar Chase is having an outstanding rookie season. So that is the blueprint uh, for the Bengals' offense to take advantage of the Raiders' defense. Well, that also seems to be the blueprint for beating us. (laughs) Yeah. John, please. Joe Mixon? Yes, Joe Mixon. Absolutely, Joe Mixon. This is a Gus Bradley defense, and his scheme has not really changed over the years. But I think the Raiders' defense has performed pretty well because they've gotten production out of both Yannick and Max Crosby. Max Crosby, who out of, I think, Eastern Michigan, was so productive 
that that year that he came out and he kind of fell inexplicably in the draft because of that small school status but it goes to show you when guys are athletic and they produce in college they they tend to be pretty good i don't think anyone expected him to be as good as he is now he's arguably the best edge rusher performing edge rusher in the nfl and yannick has been good on the other side yeah joe mixon having a great game can definitely help the Bengals. i think he played really well the last time these two teams met in 2019 he was like the only offense that the Bengals had when they had ryan finley at quarterback but keeping Crosby and Yannick away from Joe Burrow is also going to be pivotal in this game. It can't just be Joe Mixon running the ball 40 times. They're going to have to pass the ball against a Raiders secondary that has Casey Hayward playing pretty well. So just keeping Yannick and Max Crosby at bay is going to be easier said than done. But that is the strength of the Bengals' offensive line, right? Riley Reef and Jonah Williams has, has pass-protecting edges. But it's not just Miles Garrett as one guy to worry about. Now you have two edges that can win one-on-one matchups. John, you were talking, and, and that- I think, the last time the two teams met, I think, Crosby had two or three sacks, I, I think. That game was actually in Oakland, and that was Crosby's rookie year, and I believe he had two or three sacks. I think that was his coming yeah. out day. Like, like he was like that was his welcome to the NFL moment. You know, he like really yeah. made his mark. So, John, does that mean that pass wise, we can expect the short kind of, uh, you know, quick passes, dinky dunks? Well, that's not even been the the strength of the Bengals passing game. That's Bur- Joe Burrow yeah. has thrown five interceptions on passes 10 yards within the line of scrimmage. The, the most right. productive way that they've been able to move the ball through the air is pushing the ball down the field. So if they can get the quick, short passing game, because that was Joe Burrow's strength out of LSU, and for some reason it's been very volatile this year where there's been a lot of turnover-worthy throws. So if there's a week to get that back on track, it could be this one. I wonder why. Probably, I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of forcing things at certain points like against the bears you know i think he had like three interceptions and like three possessions right john something like that and i you, think it was you, the, the team yeah you wrote an article that you that ended up being quite controversial this week right where you seem to want him to throw more interceptions now we are used to inane ridiculous yes. ideas on this show right so that was not uh, that surprising for us but if you look at the comments there was a lot of hate toward you that right. he should throw more interceptions. Well, it doesn't hurt. You well, know. you paid off. It, it can, actually. It, can, it will Well, hurt. John, well, what I meant was, if you look I, at look, the... Look, I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting the pieces together. Las Vegas, yes. there's right. a lot of money. You are a corrupt human being. <laughs> and then you give advice that they throw more interceptions. You know, let us move black. on to... Let us move on to predictions, please. Can I, can I ask a quick now, question? Please, Dennis, please. Are, the, are those famous Cincinnati Bengal players behind you? Uh, that's right, yes. Is, is Icky yes. Woods in there? Yes, Icky Woods is in there. What it's a classic Arnold cover. Kenny that Anderson? A, Kenny Anderson. These are, these are classic uh, Sports Illustrated other covers that I've collected oh. over the years. They're photocopies, but I mean, they, the photocopies are still very expensive. And they're actually collectible. Four or five cents, Dennis. Because oh, I have geez. signed, I have signed the back of them to authenticate that they are. Well, actually, they're printouts of other people's, so actually, they have nothing to do with the original. And then he melts the wax off of cereal boxes over them, so they become "quote unquote" laminated. It's so much easier to not be cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it is not. That is not true. That's not true. You you see, okay. Look, Dennis. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so I apologize. No, all good. Show. I, no, no. This is a professional show. I don't know what happened this time. 
We've never had this before. I don't, it just got out of hand. <laughs> Mr. Ackerman, look, I, I want to get your prediction for, uh, if you could just, at the bottom there of the screen. How, by how much will the Bengals win, Dennis? What do you think? Yes, please. Now, well, you know what, I, can I tell you help? You can do negative numbers. No, I have absolute yes. value. For the first time last week, watching the Raiders against the Chiefs, I felt like the Raiders had no chance of winning. I really did. Even when the score was tied and was close, just their body language, I just felt like the Raiders were doomed. I really did. I don't feel confident going into this game. I really don't. Uh, they've lost two in a row. They have not looked good the last couple of weeks doing so. So I'm actually going to pick against the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Bengals 27-20. Uh, wow. Wow. I think that's the first time we've had a guest – yeah, go against his own team. Well, I have to keep it real. I mean, if I don't yeah. keep it real, you this know. Is, I, see, this is I what like I mean. That. Fair and balanced. Fair and no, balanced. No, 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 like no, a no, previous no, employer. No, no, no. I love this. I love that we have a guest who understands, you know, journalism. That is what I love. Fair and balanced. Okay. Uh, Hoji, please. Hoji. So I'm going to go with my old prediction because I know it's going to happen one time. So I'm going to keep saying. These are two teams that want it bad. It's going to be it's going to be neck and neck, 38-38. And then that's when when in the last moments of the game, 70-yard field goal, McPherson kicks it 41-38. This is this is the fourth time I think he's made that. I'm going to keep doing it because I, I saw it in a dream. Okay. So I don't know when it's going to happen. Right. Because I didn't see the other team in right. the dream. Yeah. John inevitable. I don't know, Dennis. I feel like being confident is the new not being confident in this NFL right now. We have a lot of things that are going the opposite way of where we expect it. Yeah. And I look at this, and I think it's a decent matchup for the Bengals, but I know the history of this team in these situations, traveling to new cities, coming off of bye weeks. I don't know if they've successfully put together uh, solutions to the obvious problems that they have. And I think the Raiders are in need of a of a good bounce back opportunity. So yeah. while I think the Bengals can win this game, I would like them to show it to me. I would like to be proven wrong. So I will go with a Raiders twenty seven to twenty three victory here. Wow, Whoa. what is going on? Okay, look, our experts are flipping sides. Yeah, I I would say this. My prediction, guys, is that it's going to be an absolute thriller. Wow. This it's the game is going to be a thriller. I, I mean I'm 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 positive about that. Okay. But somehow the Bengals will pull it off in the end 35 to 6. And, Wait a minute. Yeah. How is that a thriller? Because the Bengals are going to moonwalk all over the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh. That is yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Is, that. that is how it is a thriller. And Dennis, you have been such a gentleman and yeah. such a very uh, articulate person that yeah. I almost feel embarrassed about asking you about this last segment. Emphasis on almost. <laughs> yeah. So, Dennis, as you know, Courtney, can we get some uh, music to soften up? Dennis, please. Soften the blow. Okay, the music is coming, Dennis. Okay, just just and, and imagine. When it does, well, you, something soft, something yeah, warm. something to soft. Soften put your put you in the mood. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, I can I can yeah. play along. Oh, there it is. There we go. Okay. There we go. Oh, very nice. So, Dennis, 
As you know, a lot of money exchanges hands in Las Vegas. And nobody knows what goes where. And that is what we ask of patrons, like you, potentially. They, they sign up on the, on the website, patreon.com slash dhsports, and then they forget about it. And their money goes who knows where. Well, it comes to us, but they forget that. And that, Dennis, is what we are asking. Because, look, you hear how bad Dr. Hoji, not only his takes are bad, but he sounds bad. And it's because he has... So I was told I would get a new mic for this show. And when it arrived, it was in a box that had Big Bird on it. Yes, it is a Sesame Street My First Microphone. (laughs) Well... I did well. The charity shop. I asked them, and that was all that they had, and they gave my it to me. My first microphone. Did you know? Did you know? By the way, that uh, the toys in in St. Vincent's in Cincinnati are almost always fifty percent off. Yeah, it's not even a microphone. It looks like a microphone. Okay, it's just plastic. Then this one's a real quick question. Yes, please. Do you guys eat Skyline chili? Devour it. Devoutly. That is what have powers you, John. Have you had it? That is that is how he has the patience to be on the show. Yes, I, I have tried. I, I've tried it once. Yes, one time. It is it chili uh, or is it soup? Oh, it's not chili, my friend. It is not chili. It's Greek meat sauce. It's a very important distinction to make. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm vegan, so I have better meals in Oakland than I do in Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. I love the city, but I'm a strict vegan. I'm gonna try to petition yeah. Vegas to put a skyline there. I, I feel like that would definitely in, enhance just the, it's weird it's the weird drunk, but the drunk walk home on three at 3 m back to your hotel <laughs> cincinnati chili has really not made its way across america it's very strange you don't really see it anywhere except in cincinnati it's in florida mm. yes well every, yeah that's makes but i think that's gator chili if i'm not mistaken but look uh dennis i want to thank you for being on the show and i want to tell everybody out there to go and subscribe to the Believe in Raiders podcast and tell them about who your co-host is. People are not going to believe this. So my co-host, and I really wish he could have been here tonight, but it's former Raider Stanford Rowdy. He was a cornerback. He played wow. seven years for the Raiders. He also played one year for the Chiefs, but we don't hold that against him. And uh, Stanford's got a lot going on. He's also an assistant uh, football coach for high school in the Houston area. And uh it's also a color commentary for ESPN Plus. Does a lot of college football, so he's very busy. He's got a lot going on, but uh, yeah, we Wait, almost hey, go, had him on this show. Before, that before, we tried almost. Before we go, why don't we go around the room and everybody tell us who their favorite Raiders player ever is? I'll go first. It's a tie: Derek Carr and Bo. I loved Bo. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, Bo Jackson and Bo Jackson. Marcus Allen. Yeah, Marcus Allen. Oh, good, good one. Lester Hayes, easily. Oh, that's a great NFL street player. Great NFL street player. That's a good one, John. Um, My favorite all-time Raider goes way back, fellas. Kenny the Snake Stabler, number 12. Oh, never heard of him, but he must have been good if he's your favorite. A Hall of Famer. Wow. Yeah, he hasn't heard about, I would say, about 98% (laughs) of the Bengals players that that are currently on a roster. Yeah, that is yeah. that is the crazy part. Very ambitious question, you know. Yeah, but okay. So yeah, definitely go to to Dennis's channel, 
and subscribe, leave five star review. And, and uh, you want to follow him on Twitter? He is the man for Raiders. Been doing it for a long time, folks. Like the video. And like our comment. video. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Subsc- go to the Believe podcast. Number one podcast. Don't do the other Believe one. Notifications. Yeah. The, uh, this Believe, number one. You better Bengals. believe this is the number one Bengals podcast. Easily. Oh, yeah. And that is all we have. So see you next time. So like, Number one in name only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.